Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. When children love learning, they can tackle any challenge life throws at them. Sylvan's insight assessment can help you determine if your child is ready for what's ahead. It can also identify gaps in learning and point out areas that could be of concern for your child so they can tackle what's to come. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? And welcome to episode 49 of the Great British Chiefs Show with your boys from the kingdom, representing the kingdom, myself, Brad Simcox, and Arrow Headlines editor, Tom Childs. In this week's show, Tom and I are getting revved up for the Chiefs' first preseason game against the Chicago Bears. And as usual, we'll be looking at the strange and funny goings-on with a look at this week's Arrow Headlines. But first... on the scoreline for the Gunners. Fabian Scher. He can hit them. spoke previously on this show about the worst time being a fan in the NFL uh, or a sports fan, in, sports fan in general. And I believe that we are now, in this week, now hitting the promised land. We are finally getting to the point where we are getting all the sports that we wanted all at once. And especially over here across the pond as well, because we've got the Premier League started. That was the first game underway uh we've had that we've had those first games um we're both quite happy because both our teams did pretty pretty good darn well in the first game of the season didn't they that they did that they and, did and we've also got nfl preseason starting as well on saturday sunday <laughs> so i mean this is got this is brilliant this is the this is what we've been waiting for since the super bowl yes granted it's preseason nfl but we'll take it i mean it, i i even watched the mm. hall of fame game Wow. <laughs> wow. I wanted football back. Um, no, football's not back yet. I'm sorry. It's not. <laughs> like, the soccer slash football absolutely is back. The Premier League's back. It come back with a bang this weekend. Arsenal yeah. opening the season. Away at Crystal Palace. Everyone wanted Arsenal to lose because it's always funny when Arsenal lose. <laughs> so I purposely good. put Arsenal on the Friday kick off the first game of the season before oh, let's start the season by laughing at Arsenal but no Arsenal won that was good then Newcastle United they come out your team they win yeah. their first game who'd they beat Forest Forest yeah not in Forest the newcomers yeah 2-0 yeah. but it was quite convincing as well and there we go 
And for Newcastle as well, not actually winning anything since December last yeah, time. See, the big difference here is that obviously we're gonna we're gonna show emotion about those two games. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna care about the results. I do not care about anything to do with what happens this weekend of football. Like, <laughs> it doesn't matter what happens in preseason the NFL. I genuinely believe that the preseason the NFL might be the most pointless sporting occasions in the entire year. Yeah. Yeah, Even more so is. than like the baseball regular season, which I think is the most <laughs> pointless thing in the world. In fact, what is, what is it with baseball? There's so many games. How do you yeah, get I just, in something like just that? Just don't get the sports, to be honest. Like, I don't get it either. I mean, yeah. I know they try and kind of liken this kind of sport with cricket over here, but yeah, cricket has a few days of like a test match or something, don't they? But baseball's like you have about 17 games every three days or something, isn't it? It's crazy how, how many games they've got to play in baseball. Is it like 182 or something, or 160? Something like that, yeah. It's a lot of games. It's um, like trying to like, it's like trying to be like a, an international fan keeping up with the NBA. And I love the NBA. Yeah. But it's just so hard to keep up with a season, which is 82 games long, just for the regular season. Yeah. So, like, as being like a Mavs fan, I just have to come in and out, like, every few days, just check on how they're doing. Yeah. And then when it gets to the business end of the season, then pop in. And uh, then go go for it with the playoff times, but with the NFL you get that from week one, mm. but it well and truly starts at week one. Preseason is just like this weird weird time of the year where everyone gets hyped up for it, but then all of a sudden a preseason game starts and you're like, ah, oh, that's why I wasn't excited about this in the end. Like that's why I shouldn't have been excited about it because we all do it. We all do it. Everyone, it will get to what is it? 12 o'clock and KC time. The game's kicking off yeah. on Saturday. We get there and it'll be like, right, the Chiefs football's back. Let's get to watch this. Can't wait. <laughs> and then about four minutes past 12, four minutes past six over here, there'll just be a collective like, uh, from Chiefs Kingdom thinking actually we do still have to wait till September the 11th for real football to come back yeah but I'm 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 pretty much at that point now where I've got excited over Chiefs camp and I'm really looking forward to seeing those kind of players that we've seen that really excelling in Chiefs camp kind of lightening it up and getting their opportunity in a preseason game. Yeah, okay, it doesn't matter. Well, then you're not going to see those type of plays because they've no, been no. on the internet for the last two weeks. So, of course, <laughs> they're not going to run those plays. <laughs> Our opposing NFL scouts are like looking at these plays all on the internet and going, well, we see that formation. We know that Sky Moore's coming out of the back. We'll see a jet sweep. Like, like Andy Reid's basically having to show off two types of playbooks at the moment. He's got his, his show his show book, which has been played out of training camp. Yeah. And then his behind closed doors playbook. I don't think like come on, like it's not it's not exactly secret the no. NFL at the moment, is it? What what the Chiefs are trying to run because it's all over the internet. Well it is, yeah. I mean, but like you said, Andy Reid's smart. He's a smart guy. He'll throw something out there that's like, oh they'll they'll lap this up. All defensive coordinators will pick this up and they'll be they'll be scheming for it and then they just won't use it during the season. I but, hope so. I, I I really hope it's all a decoy now. It oh, has yeah. to be I, a decoy. I, I, the thing I'm really looking forward to seeing actually this time, and I've never really looked at this um, since we had the likes of Jamal Charles, but the running back room that we've got at the moment, I think we're going to use these preseason games quite a bit more just, just to throw in the running backs and just see yeah. what they can do on this and and not like open the playbook as much as like you were, you know, as, as you were saying. So, you know, watching somebody like Isaiah Pacheco, who's been really lighting it up, mm. um, but also seeing how Ronald Jones happens and how he's, you know, adapting to this new uh, this new offense. Yeah. Um, 
But also, Clyde edwards delay I mean, we probably won't see much because obviously he's, he's probably pretty much locked in as the RB1, isn't he? But I think the Chiefs are just going to be just running it, running it, running it, and just seeing what the, you know, seeing what these these RBs can do. Yeah, I think that's a, a valid point where you've got four quarters and yeah. you've got four or five running backs going for three spots. Yeah. So it makes sense to give them all a decent run. And obviously the, the big one at the moment is Isaiah Pacheco. Everyone's talking about Isaiah Pacheco. He is the Fred Williams of this camp. He really is. <laughs> like he is the he is the guy that everyone's hyping up. And like you need to remember that he actually has like three players ahead of them in the depth chart before he even gets exactly. there. Like, no one's talking about Jared McKinnon. Like no one is no. talking about Jared McKinnon. Which is odd um, because he's been playing really well, especially the towards the end of last year. Yeah, he was he was like okay, might have been through luck that he was the RB one for his part, but he was the playoff running back for us. Yeah. He he was the guy and he performed very well towards the back end of the season. Yet we here we are, Chiefs camp or eight months later, and no one's talking about Jerry Everyone's talking about Clyde, Isaiah Pacheco. And then there's kind of conversations about oh, will Ronald Jones actually make the final 53? Like that, that's 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 the big one I'm seeing at the moment. Like, is he doing enough? There's reports out there that he's doing very well in pass protection, but in terms of the other stuff that they're asking him to do, he's been like not as great as the other guys. Hmm. But there are stories like this all over Chiefs camp. Like you only have to look at the offensive line going into the season, right? We all know who the the four offensive line are from left tackle through to right guard, but. We're looking at his right tackle position. It's like, well, who's going to be the guy to start? Is it going to be Andrew Wiley? Is it going to be Canard? Is it going to be Chris? Is it Christensen? This this guy, Christian? Oh yeah, he's plucked that, out of nowhere, hasn't he? Yeah. Like, I I don't even know his full name because like <laughs> it's like I hadn't even heard of this guy two weeks ago. But apparently, he's the one that's getting all the runs um, out of the ones him and Wiley. So it, it, that's that's something certainly to watch in preseason. But in terms of like Mahomes. Kelsey, all those type of guys, what they do, Juju, uh, Sky Moore, like you were going to see so, like so few genuine plays, like yeah. in the end, out of the Andy Reid system this Saturday. That it's, we really are not going to be able to get a feel to, as to what they're going to be doing this season. Yeah, yeah. I mean, is it worth them suiting up? I mean, for this first preseason, do you think they will? I don't know if they will. I mean, is it worth suiting up just for one play? I think they will because Andy Reid's a bit of a traditionalist yeah. and he likes the way he does things. He likes to stick to the same things every year. And every year he does tend to play his starters for one drive, maybe two drives in the first game and a little bit longer in the second game and then well into the third quarter for the third preseason game before obviously sitting everyone for the fourth one. Now, obviously this year they don't have the fourth one, I don't believe. I think it is just three preseason games. Yeah, yeah this season so they haven't got that fourth game to then play all that the guys from the back end of the roster to try and fight out for their jobs so maybe that might accelerate a little bit and you might see maybe a, a few more drives in game week one and then like well into the second half or late into the second quarter for, for game week two and then my home sits for the third game but I do fully expect them all to play, but I just expect it to be like the vanilla version of the Chiefs offense. <laughs> Andy Reid's vanilla offense. Yeah. 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 Uninspiring, but just it's necessary. <laughs> Basically what the Bears offense is going to be this entire season. Oh, God. In fact, should we, I'm going to have a look at the Bears roster, right? I'm going to, I'm going to see who uh, I recognize and, and who I think is going to be. Uh... Who? Who? <laughs> who? <laughs> <laughs> My God, 
I think their first week one game is actually going to be full of uh, pre-season starters, let's say that. So, geez, none of that in there really kind of inspires anyone, I don't think. The Bears are going through a bit of a time as well at the moment because uh, they've, they've, yeah. had some, they've had some rumblings, haven't they, of um, you know, a trade request. Um, and they've had injuries on the wide receiving core, which has kind of decimated an already kind of what I would say is a poor core anyway. Yeah, probably the worst in the entire NFL. Yeah, I mean, you've got like, I mean, Unkeel Harry, he's injured. Um, somebody called Velas Jones Jr., he's injured. Uh, oh, Byron Pringle. Hey, Byron Pringle. Old friend of that. <laughs> you remember he's injured? <laughs> he's injured. <laughs> So uh, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be quite fun uh, watching the Chiefs versus the Bears. Um, I looking at that roster, mate. I don't know if you've got the roster in front of you there, but I mean, quarterback wise as well. I mean, Justin Fields. Now I quite like Justin Fields. I, I don't mind him. I quite like him. I don't think he's going to be lighting the lighting the league up. But the backups he's got: Nathan Peterman and Trevor Simeon. Oh wow! So if the if the Chiefs' defensive line do play any like genuine snaps this this week, there's an opportunity for them to at least gain confidence. Like, <laughs> are, are, confidence? are we expe- are we expecting <laughs> Carlos Dunlap and Carl Aftis to get their first sacks for the Chiefs this weekend? Like, surely we must be. Like, well, Nathan Peterman eats sacks for days, doesn't it? <laughs> it was definitely interceptions as well. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, just abuse. just play all the first team defense against Nathan Peterman. Whenever whenever he's out there, he could be out there for the fourth quarter. Just stick out the first team defense. Yeah. Let them just let them just have a great time. Build up some confidence. Build some momentum going into the season. Let them just go out there and just absolutely destroy Nathan Peterman. Yeah, that would be worth watching. Yeah, I mean, this it's funny. The Bears they, they've been in. I, I want to say free fall for some time, but is that fair to say with the Bears? Because they, they, at some point they were kind of getting, you know, they were getting the roster kind of sorted at one point, weren't they? And then, I don't know, looking at that now, I'm thinking, what, what the hell happened? That doink game. Like, yeah. That must be like the most damaging playoff defeat I can remember for any team. Like that, that yeah. They were genuinely good there. That defence was an all-world defence. They had obviously Khalil Mack killing it and then they managed to find a way to win with Trubitsky and then obviously the kicks happen. Then yeah. they, they lose that playoff game and then since then it's just been all downhill. The, the way they built the roster has been horrendous. They've had to replace their GM. They've got, is it Ryan Poles, the, the former staff member from the Chiefs? He's now their new GM. Yeah. Uh, they've got Justin Fields. They feel like they've got their quarterback, but just around it, there is just nothing. And like today, like, well, yesterday, rather, Roquan Swift puts in a trade request. Like they're, they're like their all world, all star type linebacker. And he's just like, yeah, nah, I don't want to be here anymore. Like, <laughs> you think he's just got a roster as well? <laughs> I'm, just, I'm, I'm just done. He sends it. He sends out his own note to saying, "Yeah, I'm, I'm done with Chicago. Like, yeah. <laughs> no, come, come get me, Houston." He came into training <laughs> camp and he's doing the same as I was doing. He's going, "Who?" <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> am I am I on the reserve squad? What's going on? Um, I tell you what, the Bears would have made a crack in hard knocks this year. It really oh, would. Have. But God, yeah. obviously, that's the rules with new new NFL head coaches. They don't tend to put hard knocks into those teams because they want the guys to sell. Like they don't want it straight away. This media circus coming from the hard knock and Matt Aberfus is his first ever season as a head coach. And you don't really want him to walk in, deal with that, that rubbish of a roster. And then as well as the hard knocks cameras, like that would have been far too much for him to handle, even though it would have been very, very entertaining. Are you looking forward to hard knocks this year? 
I am. I haven't watched it in a couple of years, to be honest. Like, no. I think the last, the last one I watched was the um, the Antonio Brown series. I can't remember what team it was, but yeah, it was it was just it was hard knocks with Antonio Brown. Uh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it was just it? Antonio Brown news every single episode. In that yeah, one, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's upset about the helmet issue. Um, but no, I've, I've I recently watched started watching All or Nothing, like the um, Amazon documentary, which is done in a similar sort of style, but he's oh. been following Arsenal. And um, uh, uh, a couple of episodes into that, it was Marshall last year, and it is, it, it, it is good to see like obviously these players up up close and personal, seeing what goes on behind closed doors, and like, and I, I suppose we should be thankful and accept that we are privileged to, to get that kind of access. So yeah, the, the Lions, I quite like um, Jason Campbell, is not Jason Campbell. Dan Campbell, um, their coach. He yeah. seems like a player that everyone wants to play for. He just seems like a proper player's coach. So I'm quite interested to see what, how he gets on and how the players react to him because he's just he just wears a heart, wears his heart on his sleeve type of guy, and I think that will resonate quite well on hard knocks. Did you see the uh, the huddle speech? Uh, did, did, yeah. Did you see that? It was a bit of a, a snippet of it, wasn't it? And my God, I thought he was going to burst into tears. Have some heart. I get emotional about this. I'm about to cry because I care about y'all. Last year wasn't it. It was uh, it was really heartfelt, and you could tell it was um, you know the record. The record mattered uh, to, to not just him, but I think for quite a few of the team that were still there from last year. Yeah, um, and the record definitely mattered, and and you could tell with his his voice was breaking. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he's coming back. <laughs> Bottom lip going as yeah, he's trying to talk. <laughs> Starts breathing midway through, <laughs> trying to stop himself from crying. Well, I don't think he did stop himself from crying. Um, I'm just having a look. Do you remember the last time the Chiefs played the Bears in preseason? But all the way back in 2018, it was the year that Mahomes won the MVP. Oh. And so this Alex Smith is gone. We're playing the Bears preseason. Can you guess how many of those Chiefs that played that day are still on the roster now, four years later? Oh, God. Um, three. Very close. It's four. Four? Four players. Who's the fourth? <laughs> yeah, well, who's the third and the fourth? You can name two of them for sure. Well, yeah, you've got Mahomes and Kelsey for sure. Yeah. And who's the other two? Oh. Both of them will be playing this weekend. I've already Why? mentioned Why? one of them. Wiley, good, good boy. Well done, good boy. Well done, good, good boy, Bradley. Good boy, Bradley. <laughs> it's a Scooby good snack. <laughs> Would you do it for a Scooby snack? Good boy. Can you get the other? Come on, come on, Bradley. Get the other. Get the other. Oh, God. So, uh, oh. I can't think. It can't have been Frank Clark, can it? No, because he was, no. that was, that was 2019, wasn't it? This is great podcast content, isn't it? Yeah, just me, just yeah. just just trying to fill dead air. God, I'm going. I'm going through all position groups. I'm going through all position groups. I'm thinking of every meme that's Thornhill. ever come out. No, I don't think you played that thing. I can't think. Who is it? Come on, who is it? Derek Nardi. Derek Nardi, of course. I forget. I'm yeah. forgetting he's still on the roster. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Rashad Fenton was still on the team as well, but I don't think he played that day either. No, no. Fenton. Mm. Oh well. Well, oh, yeah. Great, co- yeah, I'm a great of, podcast content. Great podcast content in, in the space of the last one, like for all I know, 
you're going to edit this down and that whole segment's going to last 25 seconds. But we know, we are, I am safe in the knowledge knowing that that particular segment actually lasted more like six minutes. <laughs> and to be honest, it was like half an hour that way, me racking my brain going through every position group in the Chiefs thing. <laughs> yeah. Monomarks, DBs, defensive line, who the hell? No, things like that, though. I mean, it, it, it makes you think, doesn't it, how far this team has come? Uh, yeah, just roster tu- roster turnover in general, massively. Like, yeah, but yeah, and I think that's a big difference between. We're still maintaining that 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 level of consistency as well, which mm. you no, know, I mean credit to the credit to the organisation. Yeah, and I think it goes a lot to um, towards why people shouldn't probably doubt this team because if you've got the big position side and the big man side at coaching position, then. Yeah. You're kind of okay. We're not going to go into this again because we talk about it basically every week. But the fact that Andy Reid and Mahomes are there just, yeah, means constant success. That's the glue, isn't it? Um, mm. I think Kelsey, Mahomes, Andy Reid, and even Brett Veach and, and you know, Clark Hunt as well. I think they're part, yeah. you can throw them in there as part of the glue because they're they're all very much driven in the same way. And it's, uh, yeah. yeah, right. It's, it's been pretty much the backbone right the way through, isn't it? That, mm. uh, that the Chiefs have got and they keep that level of standard um, I mean, they even even said it at the beginning of. Did, did you watch the franchise the first? Um, I did not know. Well, Clark Hunt he did a, another inspirational uh, speech at the beginning, and he was say, he was basically saying the same thing I was saying there. You know, they've they've created this level of standard now that you know anything less than the AFC Championship now it's it's a it's it's a defeated season. Um, you know, yeah. so you know it it likes to try and keep that energy high and keep that level of consistency high as well. And you know, it's 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 right, I think, for somebody like the owner, um, and obviously Brave H to keep that consistency going and keep that keep this team rolling. Mm. And you know, I, make- I just I just I like I love that type of stuff, but I just find it funny because just I just know that there's 31 other owners and GMs saying the, doing the same thing. <laughs> The lions are saying that. <laughs> yeah, there's loads of people crying in the huddle. So many bears crying in the huddle, but only one of them is. You only ever hear about the ones that turn it round. Like I, I want to, I want to see some like huddles and stuff, some content where it doesn't inspire greatness. Like where one person just come out and all they've managed to do is just hype themselves out. Yeah, like like Jameis Winston eat a W. Like we need more stuff like that. That's what we need. We need do, more- do you know that's probably the one of my most favorite huddle speeches ever. Yeah, yeah. But no, everybody was looking at him going, what are you on about? What are you doing? He's this guy's chewing his own fingers. <laughs> I love Jameis Winston. He's one yeah. of my favourite players. He's just like a buffoon, but he's just, he's the best. He really is. <laughs> he's great yeah, entertainment, like, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Even in, even the way he plays is terrifically entertaining. One one week he could be an all-world quarterback. Next week he could be Nathan Peterman. Like, he's just, <laughs> he is just the best. Interceptions left, right, and I love him. I love, never change Jameis Winston. <laughs> never change. <laughs> That's a W. That's E1. That's E1. That's a W. Right, I think we'll take a quick break. Uh, no, 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 no. Come on. This is a preview show. It is a preview show, whether we like it or not. The Chiefs are playing a football game this weekend. So we need to do a prediction. Ah, oh, you're making me before we move on now. to the second part of the show, which we're not going to talk about the Bears game. We're going to this is it for the Bears game. We need a prediction. Oh. Come on. 
Well, looking at that roster, um, <laughs> uh, Chiefs 48, uh, <laughs> there's three. <laughs> what about Tell you? you what, have you ever even come close to getting a prediction right for any of the game? Ever? Nah, I'm no, useless at predictions. This will, be, this will be our time, pre-season football. This is it, right? You ready? Yeah, go on. The final score will be from Soldier Field this Saturday. The Kansas City Chiefs, 17. Right. The Chicago Bears, 20. Really? Yeah. Wow. Why? Why? Because you think... <laughs> don't ask me why. why? I, don't know. Know. I, know. I need an answer, Tom. Why do you think that? <laughs> I don't, I just because it was the first numbers that popped into my head. <laughs> and 2017 is kind of like a say score. Yeah. Yeah, there we are. Okay. Hashtag, On hashtag that note, <laughs> I think we definitely yeah. need to take a break after that. <laughs> when we come back, we'll be doing our usual review of the Arrow headlines. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity. But giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's Insight Assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. How's it going, Chiefs Kingdom? And welcome back to the Great British Chiefs show with Brad and Tom. Now, before we actually move on to the hour headlines, I just wanted to pull something up on Tom from the, the first half of the show because <laughs> that little segment where he was uh, testing me on the Bears game, you know, the preseason game against the Chiefs in 2018 and asking, there was only four players on that team that are actually playing on the Chiefs today. It turns out, Tom... There was actually a few more players, wasn't there? Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag fake news. Uh, <laughs> um, wow, I'm going to lose my blue tick. Um, it turns out, yeah, there was eight players playing that day. Which <laughs> double what you said. Yeah. <laughs> um, somehow I missed Harrison Butker, James Winchester, Dorian Daniel, and Chris Jones, who <laughs> we all played that day as well. Well, you know, nobody's perfect, Tom. I mean, I know. this way, right? Out of eight, I still couldn't get four. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I just hope that no one stopped the show halfway through and then just went to their buddy in the bar and went, do you know, the last time the Chiefs played the Bears, they only had four players. This roster turnover has been ridiculous over the last four years. <laughs> to only keep four players in 2018, when it turns out it was double that. So, yeah. There's me saying about roster turnover. It turns out that she's actually kept close to 20% of the roster intact. <laughs> wow. I mean, that's, that's uh, wow, Tom. That's brilliant. That. I, I know. 
I think I think um, Aaron Rodgers is safe in jeopardy. I'm not going to go for his job anytime soon. <laughs> oh right, well I won't rub it in anymore. I won't rub it in anymore, mate. I'll uh, we'll move on. I think from that. <laughs> but I just hope the the person who listened to that first half has also listened to the second half. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh right, our headlines. We do these every week now because uh, they're quite a bit of a constant on this because we do have the editor of the our headlines. So why not talk about them as well? So um, we'll put our own spin on them as we usually do. But uh, I wanted to start off with the first hour headline this week of the Chiefs offensive line has been ranked as the league's best by ESPN. Now, I thought this was a great segment to shoehorn in the Great Barrier Chiefs hashtag again. <laughs> because apparently their predicted pass block rank, they are number one. And predicted run block rank, number five. Now, we knew this this offensive line was going to be good. Um, but I don't think we realized how good they were going to be when we got the likes of Trey Smith and Creed Humphrey, but they've been really kind of like lights yeah. out brilliant, haven't they? Uh, yeah. Which has really helped this. I think this is what them two alone have really kind of elevated this offensive line a lot. And when you've got somebody who is, has the experience of Joe Tooney um, and you've got the promising prospect of Orlando Brown Jr. being, I mean, he looks very lean now as well. Mm-hmm. He looks as though he's, uh, he's really put some work in over, over the, uh, over the off season. Um, yeah, I, I would agree wholeheartedly with ESPN on that because, like I said, we've we've been crowing about this this offensive line that they've managed to just piece together in like a season. It was it wasn't even a season; it was literally four months. It was it was it was four months from the Super Bowl embarrassment to the end of the draft and the trade being made for Orlando Brown and then picking Creed Humphrey and Trey Smith and. It's phenomenal because they, we're, we're num- ranked number one based on four positions. We're not ranked on we're not oh, ranked number five. one based on five yeah. ranked because the, the fifth is, as we mentioned earlier, is still an unknown. We couldn't have imagined Brett Veach having this much success with rebuilding his offensive line as quickly as he did. No. Like Joe Tooney, yes, Orlando Brown, yes, but for Creed Humphrey and Trey, Trey Smith to come out of the draft and just be as good as they were from day one. Let's be clear from day one yeah, has just put the Chiefs in such a good position with this particular set of players going forward. Like we always, always talk about how important the offensive line is. Like games are literally won in the trenches between the defensive line and the offensive line. Whoever has the upper hand normally wins the game. Mm. And the offensive line allows you to put not so talented players behind it and still perform well. Well, the Chiefs are in a position where they have the most talented man in the world behind this most talented offensive line in the world. And now that everything the Chiefs do in regards to building the roster going forward has to be within mind the fact that they're going to have to pay a lot of guys up front a lot of money. Uh, If Orlando Brown has the season that he wants and gets the contract that he wants, Big money there. You've probably only got another, what, two seasons left before you're going to have to pay Creed Humphrey? Before he goes into the last year of his rookie deal, you're going to want him, you're going to want him, you're going to want a contract with him done by the time he goes into his fourth year and probably the same with Trey Smith. Now, guards are replaceable. Everyone knows guards are replaceable. Even the year that once she's won the Super Bowl, they were just rotating guards. It seems like they seemed like there was never actually a constant of guard or even the whole interior offensive line the year they won the Super Bowl. But the offensive line wasn't a position of strength back then. 
it was good. Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz were very good tackles for us. But as a unit, the offensive line wasn't like, wow, look at this Chiefs offensive line. It's a top five unit. It, no one thought of it that way. Where now you look at this offensive line, you go, oh, well, this is a top three. This is a, a top one unit, according to ESPN. So you're going to have to pay these guys accordingly. And I just hope that Brett Feach, I mean, I'm sure he does. He's a far cleverer man than you or I. And he has this plan in place where he will be willing to release funds to, to fund this offensive line to give pay your money. I said pay your money. Patrick Mahomes this, this platform's there's a reason why I said Peyton Manning there do you know why I said Peyton Manning it's because it's what the Colts done for, for him ah right that, so that's why because that was going to be my next point and that's why I said Peyton Manning there the Colts done it for him yeah throughout his entire career they 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 made sure that in front of him he was pre- very well protected and that enabled him to just to dissect defences from there and as Mahomes becomes a smarter more capable quarterback uh, he's going to be laughing with yeah. an offensive line that affords him three, four seconds of play. So, yeah, I, I just, ESPN absolutely nailed it with what they said about, about this particular unit and how they project them to be the best in the league. And mm. yeah, kudos has to be given to Brett Veach um, and Andy Heck as well and Andy Reid for uh, putting them in this position. The interesting thing for me on this one is the predicted run block rank because we've not really seen the Chiefs be that much like reliant on on kind of the run players a lot of the run blocks and stuff so to have them rank number five seems a little bit it more it's yeah i mean it's obviously a a projected thing you know there because clearly they they understand that there is a a, a, an excellent offensive line there but also when you've got somebody like orlando brown we've mentioned him before where he was so used to a more of a running game setup yeah um now he might be one of those keys now in this, because if the Chiefs are going to be looking at running the ball a little bit more than they have been, which we've mentioned before, again, they have to look at that at some point to kind of balance out a game, don't they? So yeah. I think that's valid, and, and and not putting number one on that is 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 pretty much valid on that because they've not we've not really seen it much before. But yeah, I think predictive wise, projecting them to do it, um, it it's yeah, I think I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think that's more. Of, um of a consequence of the fact that the Chiefs are going to be passing the ball yeah, a lot yeah. and teams will be defending the pass against. So it's, it's much easier to run the ball when the defence is expecting pass. Yeah. Like, if the defensive linemen are playing to rush the quarterback as opposed to playing, playing gaps, then it's much easier for the offensive linemen to move them off their spot, create holes for uh, running backs to go through. And that's where the offensive line, the Chiefs' offensive line, will have such an advantage because everyone is going to be scared, put the bleep in if you need to, uh, of of facing Patrick Mahomes, yeah. that they're going to be on their heels. Like their first step, like their first step that the defensive players are going to take when playing Patrick Mahomes, they're never stepping forward. They're not walking in. They're not playing cricket. They're not a cricket field. They're always rocking on their heels. They're always moving backwards because they are expecting pass. And that has to help the offensive line when it comes to moving guys because they know that they've already got them exactly where they want. And so the likes of Joe Tooney, Creed Humphrey, Trey Smith can double team guys inside and then move up a level. And that instantly makes it easier for running backs. And obviously when you've got running backs who are going to be getting, what, five, six, seven yards to carry because of how good the pass game is Mm -hmm. and how good like the big wide receivers are going to be in the running game as well. 
then obviously that is going to project to an offensive line ranking very high. Will they have the same amount of volume as the other top ranking units? Probably not. But when they do throw run or when they do show run rather, they're going to rank really high on a play-to-play sort of basis. Yeah. All right. The other arrow headline that I've seen is uh, apparently it has been suggested that Travis Kelsey <laughs> is do a little more to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Say what? <laughs> I mean, a little more. What else can he do? Like, just just find an appropriate meme or whatever to put over this. It's like, I, d- I don't, yeah. I mean, that... Instagram versus reality or something like that. I don't, I don't know what to put in. Like, I genuinely don't. Like, the fact that you almost positioned that as a report is offensive enough. But <laughs> that, that, that article was just car crash. Like, they, I think they ranked... Zabnashan was he ranked Russell Wilson as a lock for the Hall of Fame, but not Travis Kelsey or Julio Jones. Wow. Um, yeah, I just don't get it. I, I don't understand it. And Travis Kelsey, he's in. I, I like the fact that when I post when 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 the tweet went out for headlines, the first response to it was ESPN's Dan Olosky. And he just went there. All he all he uh, tweeted back was he's in. <laughs> that, that's he's it. In, he's, in. he's in. Shut up, NFL.com. You're old. <laughs> I, I don't know what else they're trying to suggest that Travis Kelsey could do right. to cement his place in the in the Hall of Fame. Because yeah. well, yeah, I tell you what, that's the question. What else does he need to do? Even if retired now, he'd still be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, absolutely. He'd, he'd be a first ballot yeah. right now. If he retired now, he'd be first ballot. Exactly. But, but what just, else is you 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 come up with a suggestion of what he needs to do? Um, I don't know. Carry Patrick Mahomes' bags to training camp. I don't know. What else? What else does he have to do? I mean, I, I can't think of anything at all at the moment. I mean, the, the numbers are right. I mean, yeah. they, say they're right. They're well up there. I mean, he's breaking yeah. records left, right, and centre. He's had multiple thousand-yard seasons. What is it now? Yeah. Six. Six or something he's had now. And he's going to get seven. He's going to get seven, yeah. He's still in his in what we would consider a, a prime of his career. He's still got the quarterback that he's been he's been just exceptional with. But he's also been exceptional with Alex Smith. Yeah, and he's an amazing dancer. Oh, yeah, he's brilliant, yeah. I mean, putting him in the hall for that alone is... <laughs> yeah. You no, know, he's dancing. Okay. Maybe he needs to go into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame as opposed to the <laughs> Pro Football Hall of Fame. Let's get him in that as well. Put him all, put him in all Hall of Fames. Why not? Let's do it. Every single one. Baseball <laughs> Hall of Fame, Premier League Hall of Fame. Just stick Travis Kelsey in all of them. Put, if, if they're not going to, if Adam Shine's not going to put him in the Pro Football Hall of Fame, we'll put him in the Arrowhead Pride Hall of Fame. Or <laughs> yeah, know. that's the one that matters, is it? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. He can go next to our Emmys. Yeah. <laughs> just, just put him in the glass cabinet. Yeah. There we go. <laughs> Just nonsense, nonsense, crazy talk. Really was. Now, keeping in uh, in the theme of the Hall of Fame, uh, Dick Vermeil has been enshrined in the Hall of Fame. Now, uh, I mean, you know, this this is huge. Congratulations to Dick. Um, he's been um, he's been a, a, a phenomenal uh, coach in the NFL, but he was well loved at Chiefs Kingdom as well. And it, was. Uh, it seems as though that kind of love was also reciprocated as well, because uh, Dick Vermeil actually mentioned it in his Hall of Fame speech. Uh, he was thanking Lamar, Norma, 
uh, Andy Reid, um, just just anybody and everybody you could think of. You know, Andy and Tammy he mentioned as yeah. well. He was it was full of praise of the Chiefs organization and obviously um, you know the, the the people he's worked with there. Um, and I thought that was a nice touching kind of uh, tribute that he paid there. But Chiefs King, you're going to cry, mate. Yeah, I, I, you know what? When I watched, it, I thought, oh, fair play to him. You know, it yeah. didn't have to go really into, into depth about you know uh, his time at the Chiefs. I mean, yeah, it was obviously a, a, you know a, a key moment in his career, but you know, the Chiefs Kingdom loved him. Uh, There's a lost ring. He is. He knows it. He, he knows. He, know, he knows it. There's a lost ring there. Yeah. He knows it. He knows that he had the team between 2001, 2005 to win the Super Bowl. The problem was that he just didn't build a defense in any way, shape, or form. Like the, the I love the I love the Dick Vermil Chiefs years. That, that's when I first got into the Chiefs. Was yeah. was. Right, smack bang in the middle of that. So he's your coach, is he? Yeah, so he's my first coach. He was yeah. your Romeo Cronell. And <laughs> oh, my Romeo Cronell for you. And um <laughs> yeah. Romeo I, is so he going I, in the hole? Yeah, I've got so much time for Dick Vermeil. And like the, the offense of that time is just outrageous. Trent Green, yeah. obviously that offensive line. We've talked about the current offensive line, but nothing compares to that offensive line. Priest Holmes and then obviously Tony it's criminal G. that team it, it was that team was just so unbelievably loaded and it, it, it you, they talk about teams like the Vikings in the 98-99 season and there's like obviously the Bills from the early 90s teams that should have gone on to win the Super Bowl that didn't and I don't think enough people talk about that Chiefs team from from that particular era, Dick Mills era, yeah. maybe because the defense was just so bad. <laughs> like in those years, yeah. it was just it was so bad that everyone knew that they didn't really stand a chance. Um, but yeah, it still it didn't make it any less fun. It it was so much fun to watch. This watch this this outstanding offensive line just destroy people and Priest Holmes run behind it was an absolute pleasure. And it's not like he went ringless anyway. He obviously won one with um, St. Louis as well. So. Um, yeah, well, well done, well done, coach, from getting into the Hall of Fame. And I can't wait for Travis Kelsey to join you one day as long as I'm trying to house it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, very much, uh, very much appreciated, I think, as well. And uh, it was a nice little nod to uh, to to the Chiefs organization, which is, yeah, full credit to them for that as well. Um, just touching quickly on another report or another, I, mean, I actually saw the video of this as well, which was which was funny. I, Justin Reed kicking a 65-yard field goal in training. Now I had to I had to look at this again. I had to really kind of double double take this because I thought, got Justin Reed taking the kick. He walloped that thing, didn't he? 65 yards. Yeah. Mate, that's impressive. Isn't it? Like Justin Tucker kicked the record. And Justin Tucker got paid what $24 million this week. <laughs> and he kicked the record last year. What yeah. 66 yards in a game? Now obviously it's a bit different. It's in a stadium. It's in a game wearing yeah. pads, helmet, balls being snapped. Like I'm very much well, I'm very well aware that the conditions that Justin Reed kicked his field goal in were completely different to what a normal NFL quarterback had to deal with. But nonetheless, 65 yards is a hell of a leg, isn't it? That that like we, I'm, I've always been brought up to believe that Americans can't kick properly, and there are a few select aliens that can kick balls properly and they often become NFL kickers where Justin Reed who's like what a defensive back yeah (laughs) it turns out he just has uh, like an absolute cannon of of a leg and for him to be able to hit 65 yarder like 
fair play fair play as you once said <laughs> that that was a hell of a kick and i know what it's like i know what it's like to be that kind of guy to have to make a kick oh, in a high pressure go. situation i've done it once before here we go i've, I've, I've made a i've made a kick I, I made a kick like that once a field goal like that in where, front of where a was crowd that, Tom? Of where people. was that tom that was at the that was at the Super Bowl experience in Miami. Yes, oh, was a it? crowd full of people. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, grinding. Mine was like 40, 45 yards. It wasn't as long, but I was wearing DC skate shoes, so you know it makes it a little bit more impressive. <laughs> but yeah, Justin Reed. Whenever I'm in town, if you want to go out, kick some field goals, then let's go for it. We can have a little competition. Call me. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, That's I mean. Content. <laughs> Exactly. I mean, just just going on what you were saying about the uh, the you know the kicking uh, at the uh, Super Bowl experience that we were at in Miami. It's true what you're saying about Americans can't kick, right? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. it's true what you're saying because we were looking around and we were looking at the ones before us and we were like, <laughs> you know, it wasn't even you know they were trying to top hunt in it and all sorts. They just weren't getting it, and we were like limbering up, ready for kick our field goals. And I must admit, when I looked to my left and they had the throwing section where they're throwing passes and they had the nets and they had like literally like six-year-old kids throwing darts yeah yeah, (laughs) 40 yard 50 yard darts into these nets i was like all right fair play they can throw (laughs) they might not be able to kick but they can definitely throw absolutely we we chose our game wisely there we chose our ground (laughs) battlegrounds wisely we're like right as englishmen we definitely go to the kicking part of it yes (laughs) we go to the kicking side of it and let let the americans throw and catch because i mean you've got a decent arm i've seen you play in flag football you've got a decent arm but these kids i'm sorry mate these six-year-old kids were throwing darts they were throwing lasers (laughs) these kids i was thinking god I'm not even going anywhere near those nets. No chance. Well, if basically, if American football ever becomes big over here, it's a, it's a level where it gets paid, played professionally. Every American should be moving their kid over to England just because they've become a superstar overnight. Oh, <laughs> without a doubt, they'd be like, sign that kid up, get him, get him. Yeah, yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Um, but no, I mean, it, it's nice to round off that. I think with a, with a nice field goal story from uh, Justin Reed uh, kicking that sixty-five yard field goal. Absolutely, really impressive. Um, I had to watch it a few times. It was that good. But um, yeah, is, is does that mean Harrison Booker now has somebody you know over his shoulder? Do you think? You say that like it's a good thing to have. So if you've got a, you're ever in a position, you know you're not going to carry a backup kicker in the game. This is not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And now the Chiefs know that they've got a guy, Justin Reed, who's going to be at least you'd think good for extra points. Even though I think everyone in the world should be able to kick an extra point field goal because it's, oh, just, not that yeah. far. it's just not that far. But you know, but the fact that the Chiefs have now a play a player on on the team that can kick a, an extra point if it was ever required, then yeah, it's a good it's a good it's a good backup to have for sure. Uh, right before we end the show, uh, I just wanted to send out a heartfelt tribute to uh, one of my good friends of Chiefs Kingdom who. Uh, sadly passed away on Friday morning. Um, Michael Ford used to watch uh, my Brit Chief YouTube channel, believe it or not. Uh, used to watch it religiously for many years, watching me doing some ramblings on on YouTube. And we often chatted about anything and everything Chiefs over social media. Um, and Michael and his daughter, Dawn, uh, actually sent me a, a huge box load of uh, Chiefs items from across the pond which were to be placed in my man cave and, and items that I never even knew existed. Um, so we did, we developed a really good friendship and their friendship is very much cherished to this day. When Dawn contacted me in the early hours of Friday morning to say that uh, Michael, her dad had sadly passed away. 
uh, my heart felt heavy. Um, Michael and his wonderful family have been in my thoughts all week. And I just wanted to let them know basically that Michael will always be remembered for his kindness and generosity. And I will definitely miss his chats. Um, So thank you, Michael. Chief's Kingdom has definitely lost a good man there. Right. That's all we've got time for this week. Your boys from the kingdom will return next Wednesday to give our thoughts on the Chiefs versus the Bears. Episode 50, by the way. Oh, yeah, yeah, it is, isn't it? Episode, oh, we're going to have to do something for that. Yeah, maybe we can drown our sorrows when the Chiefs lose 2017 to the oh, Bears. Don't even start. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going for I'm going big. I'm going heavy. 48-3. Let's do it. Um, stick around on the Hourhead Pride Podcast Network for more Chiefs content and of course keep up to date with everything Chiefs at ourheadpride.com but all that's left to say here is from one kingdom to another we'll speak to you again soon